So I woke up this morning like 04.30, brain on absolute fire, full to the brim with some, with inspiration, with the answer to, I guess, the stuff that I've been packing in the percolator, letting percolate in my brain, it all came simmering, I was going to say simmering to the surface, it came bursting to the surface at 4.30 in the morning so that I had to get up, I had to get up and downstairs and get it out of my head and get working, and so, which I did, and part of that inspiration was, one, reviving the audio blog, giving it a new look and feel, which if you're listening to this, you'll be able to see it as you can click on the link back to it um, make sure you follow it in Apple Podcasts if you're not already because I've, I've just transferred this over from my old Audio Boom account now with Transistor.fm I like these guys is set up a lot better so it's new home of the Soul Cruiser audio blog and I'm thinking to transfer my other blogs over here as well. So I'm quite excited about getting the audio blog back up and running to a a serious degree as in this is my primary blog being an audio one and so yeah as I say in the description it's an audio blog masquerading as a podcast and it is essentially a personal journey so if you're all right with that kind of thing yeah stick around I mean it isn't just going to be me here a dude alone in a room talking all the time. I mean, the plan is to record out and about, interview people, meet interesting people. I guess meet boring people too. You never know, right? Um, but the idea is this to be documenting, a form of documentation for me, or documenting uh, my journey and my thoughts, observations, all of that, really, commentary. So it'll be a mix. It'll be a mix stuff. It is exactly that. A personal journey journal. That is what it is. That's its format. So, and it's for me to explore my own natural sort of curiosity in that sense. So, as I say, if it's your thing, which I like listening to these kind of podcasts, then stick around. If it's not your thing, then, you know, I do have another podcast, uh, Coach Clay, Coach's Notes. If you're more into that kind of stuff. I wanted to get this episode out because in the new place, I haven't actually worked on a journal since like Christmas of last year. I think it was the last post, December 2019. So I want to get this up and out and ready and going to test out the new um podcast hosts and the flow of that one of the things that was been on my mind today i mean it's had been a good day today i've been 
uh, just got off a nice Zoom call, virtual coffee with a friend. And we were kind of going around the horses about identity and and the like. But I'm doing a full-up episode with uh, another collaborator of mine tomorrow about um, finding your true self. But what I wanted to talk about on this one today is something that keeps coming up in the news um, a lot more frequently, which is this idea of the contact tracing app. I know Google and Apple were working on a version and the NHS here in the UK is working on a version and an article in the Guardian today suggests that that app will be out and deployed in the next two to three weeks. They're going to start with a small population of people before the full rollout. Now, there's a lot of implications behind this and some of which I've been talking about a little bit in some of my earlier uh, tweets and thoughts and stuff and I know that it's fundamental or I believe it's a fundamental thing that's going to have to happen if we want to get control of this coronavirus as in I think it's a good thing in that sense and the way if you I'm sure you would have paid attention to contact tracking apps but essentially its basic use is if you go out and you've come into contact with someone that's suspected of having the virus then you'll get an alert saying that you've been in contact with someone who is suspected of having COVID-19 so you know take the appropriate steps of increasing your social distancing and perhaps even doing uh, a week's social isolation just in case and then the second level of that is it will let you know if you've been in contact with a confirmed case in which case then you have to immediately quarantine yourself but you'll get an alert to let you know that and some of the apps that i read were in other countries in the way that it worked that you can i think it's with south korea you can um go on the app yourself if you're going into a particular area and see if there's any reported cases in an area you're about to go into so it can work both ways on that end but the big issue of course is around uh privacy and what is what is the government going to do with this data i mean it's meant to be for just just tracking the virus nothing else but once you get that kind of data into somebody's hands you don't know what's going to happen with it or what they might do with it once that is released in the wild right so big privacy issue and i'm just being curious to think to know how the public at large is going to react when it's announced that you're going to need to have this app as a part of coming off a lockdown if you want to go back out into society then you need to have this app and how we respond uh one of the guys quoted in the article in this guardian article let me see if i can find his name real quick oxford Professor um, Christopher Fraser, 
senior group leader in the pathogen dynamics at the University of Oxford's Big Data Institute, said that you need 60% of the population to use the app for the app to help to keep the reproduction number of the virus below one, which means the epidemic would be or could be contained. Now, there's another guy. Uh, who is this? Professor Gold. Gold was his first name. I don't say it, but he's, he's saying that you need an estimated of 80% of smartphone users to use the app in order for it to be effective. And he's saying that we've got to get messaging out that starts about if you want to keep your family and yourself safe, we you want to protect the NHS and stop being overwhelmed and at the same, uh, being overwhelmed then, and at the same get the country's economy back moving again, then the app is a central part of this strategy. Now the NHS were making their own app. They didn't go the Google Apple route. And their app is reliant on a central database, basically. So all data points would be in the central location. And the idea is that your information comes in, it'll be anonymized. Or not anonymized, what's it called? It's going to be a number in the base that can be traced back to who it needs to be traced back to. But I think the point here was that it'll be a centralized um, identifier. That's the word I was looking for. And that it'll be central, your date, all this data would be centralized. And the issue that folks like uh, Professor Lillian Edwards, who's uh, internet law expert university of newcastle she's saying that there's an intrinsic risk in building any kind of centralized index of the movement of an entire population which might be retained in some form beyond the pandemic and she goes on to say we have a precedence of other pandemics leading to a mass land grab in extensive state surveillance and that is her worry the devil is in the detail. And that's the thing. I mean, that's the bit, that's the worrying bit that we don't know. That's the unknown. I think we need the contact tracking tra app. Uh, I don't think we can beat the thing without it. But really, it comes down to how is this the data going to be used? How is it going to be stored? Um, and yeah, am I giving up a bucket load of privacy in that instance? So interested, I've been asking loads of folks this question, what your thoughts are on that? Where, where do you stand? Are you for it? Are you against it? Are you going to support it? I mean, it's coming. It's, you know, it's, in, it's happening. But then it's how to get the public to support it. I think there's going to be personally think there's going to be some measure of coercion to do it in, in that in essence if you want to go back out you need to have the app kind of coercion same with mask i think mask will be the same 
in public places and you've seen it in other uh, countries, western countries where that's already the case you got to have your mask on in public they have the contact tracing app and it's helping them to regain control of or get control of the virus and also being able to reopen their economies anyway be curious to know what you think about that i mean this is where am i at in this oh yeah so it's cool <laughs> i was just looking to see how long this episode would be it's a short one it's only going into just over 10 minutes i think you know these these journal entries will be short some long in between in fact i'm just it'll just be they'll be what they are um but expect them to be varied as i say interviews observations soundscapes the whole nine yards just a, a personal audio journal that i'm sharing with whoever wants to listen and a welcome dialogue always always my thing is about dialogue so always welcome to have a two-way conversation here so if you want to comment do comment either here or catch me on twitter at soul cruiser and let's uh let's dialogue man dialogue is king and queen <laughs> dialogue is it yeah baby gotta love the dialogue wondering if the uh dentists are open because i'm just about to lose a tooth here which is a pain in the butt it snapped and it's kind of been on edge for a bit and now it's really loose i mean they'll be out ah. Ah.